Welcome to another episode of Just Being Amos Podcast with my co-host Trevor. Yo, in this episode, we are going to talk about Hitman, the first Hitman movie that was based off of a um, video game that was turned into a movie. Hope you guys enjoy this podcast. This is Amos for Just Being Amos Podcast with my co-host Trevor. Yo, Yo. I'm Trevor. <laughs> yes, he is Trevor, my friends. Trevor. So we have got away from this um, um topic. You know, we was talking about video games, movies based on video games. And we got off of a little bit. I think the last one we did was uh, Mortal Kombat, I believe. Yes. Not the 1990. No, the, 20, the 2021. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The one that was way better than the other one. Yeah, I have I have to admit these are some of my favorite episodes. I mean, watching the movies is terrible, but oh, it's, it's gut I just man. enjoy I just enjoy talking about them so Dude. much because it's just so ridiculous. My God, so many flaws. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why we make this topic for this part for this episode for other episodes, right? So the topic for tonight or for today is going to be Hitman, and yeah, Hitman was a game from. Eidos um, Studios, Eidos, Eidos, yeah, Eidos, Eidos Studios, um, IO Interactive. Yes. yes. So for PlayStation, for the ten, no, for Xbox. I think the first one came out on the PlayStation, PlayStation slash Xbox, right? Um, generation. The right. second one and the third one, I think, also did. And right. then they eventually, and then there were a bunch of other ones. Um, and then they rebooted it again for PS4. Four, yeah, they did. The first and the second one. And then the <clears> third <throat> one came out on PS5. And if you, uh, apparently if you owned the uh, the first two already on your hard drive, if it, if it registered them, then uh, it would add all those levels into Hitman 3 um, with the updated graphics and everything. So that's pretty cool. Oh, okay. All right, cool. So, <laughs> so we decided to watch this on um, HBO Max that we saw. Yeah, HBO Max. Yeah, it had finally come to HBO Max recently. Um, so yeah, I saw it on there and I was like, I've kind of wanted. I've been really curious about this one. I know it's going to be bad, but I've seen it before. It's been so long ago. Yeah, it came out in two thousand and seven. So I actually probably seen it that year, and then it came out. Or probably later that year that it came out. So. Yeah, man. So Hitman, in its name, the main character is a Hitman. Right. So uh, essentially, the video games are basically you play this um, top assassin. His name is Agent 47. Right. In the actual games, there are a bunch of clones. So they all have bald heads and they all have a uh, barcode tattooed on the back of their head, which I guess gives their number and their information. Um, that's weird that's somebody walking around well that is the funny thing is that you're supposed to be an inconspicuous the basic plot of the games is that you know you're given a an assignment and you can you have to kill somebody but you can do it any way you want so you have to infiltrate wherever the you know your target is and then based on the things that are happening around it, you know, you can determine how you want to do it. Do you want to just run in guns blazing, in which case everybody's going to be after your butt? Um, or you can sneak in in various disguises. You're going to disguise yourself as the delivery man, which will allow you access to the elevator. Or, you know, disguise yourself as a tech guy, which allows you to, you know, get certain security access. You know, that sort of thing. And the whole time you want to do it without drawing attention to yourself. Yeah, right. Um, and then eventually get to your target and then make your way out safely. Um, so it it's kind of a fun game and, you know, a nice challenge. And, you know, you can play it in multiple different ways. So it has a lot of replay value. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, that's the funny thing about being a bald man with a, a tattoo barcode. on your back. Yeah, a barcode tattoo on your back is that, you know, for someone who has to disguise themselves and be inconspicuous, it's not very subtle. 
not. It sticks out like a sore thumb. So, yeah, it is kind of funny. And I, I even had a note at one point when he's like in the train station later in the movie. <laughs> movie, yeah. And he's just wandering around without. He eventually does put a hat on, but you still can see the barcode yeah. under the hat. <laughs> <laughs> that's not one of the smartest thing for a hitman. So yeah, it's, it's kind of goofy, but you know, it's, it made for a cool character design. So I get why the games did it. Yeah. But. It doesn't really look good on the movie. Yeah. It, it just kind of looks ridiculous. <coughs> anyway, Excuse but me. yeah, so I had played hitman two right. initially and I really enjoyed that, that movie, I mean, uh, that game. Uh, I never did get around to the third one or any of them after that, but I really, I really liked that one. And so when the movie was coming out, I was kind of interested in, but then I saw, and I think I had been burned by too many <laughs> video game movies, like yeah. you know, the Tomb Raiders and the Final Fantasy movie and you know all that. So I was like, yeah, I'm not going to go see a, a video game movie in theaters. No. Uh-uh. So apparently I made the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. So you I'm really finally did. getting around to watching it because I have been curious about <laughs> at least well, what I'm, it's like. I'm going to give you a little t- um, information on this movie. The Rotten Tomatoes gave it sixteen percent. It was like fifteen percent or something. Yeah, the but, but the crazy rating, part is they did it again. Remember they hit Man Agent Forty Seven. Yes, they did. They did a, a reboot. Re- but but um, that was a pitiful. It's an eight percent. Yeah, that one wasn't very. That was good terrible, either. man. So I'm, I'm not gonna watch that. I can't well, sit through and watch that. One. Both of them were written by the same guy. Too. Oh, really? Skip Woods, I think, oh, was his name. Oh, yeah. So in this in this movie here, so it took twenty four million to make. Okay. Right. It grossed thirty. Uh, Thirty-nine million, a hundred and one point three million total worldwide, worldwide but yeah. domestic was thirty-nine. So it made some money. It mean right. It was it was a hit. Yeah, um, yeah. It just wasn't a very good movie. No, yeah, no. It made, it made his money. Everybody got their checks. <laughs> Cut the check. Cut the check. They got their checks right. So in the movie, the main protagonist, the um, the um, Agent Forty Seven. It's played by Timothy Oliphant. Right. Originally, Vin Diesel was attached to this movie. But, aha, but you know, he is attached to the movie. He's an executive, executive producer. producer. <laughs> but yeah, he he eventually passed on the role. And then I think they considered Jason Statham, but he also yeah. passed on the role. Yeah, because And I'm then like, eventually it went to Timothy Oliphant, who only had like a couple months to prepare for this. So he had to like bulk up and everything for right. this movie. I think part of it, uh, maybe it's just the, maybe it's just because they wanted him to be more like the character in the video games. But right. you can tell he walks with very stiff shoulders. He did. I don't know if that was just intentional for you know the character or if it was he was trying to do that to kind of fake more muscle than he actually had because he, <laughs> yeah. he didn't have a lot of time to kind of bulk up. Um, oh, um, this is before Justifier, right? Yeah. Oh, this is way before Justifier. Way before Justifier. This was kind of early in Timothy Oliphant's oh, career. Yeah. Um, I think he had done Go. Yeah, go. And he had been in something else. No, Crazy came after. Um, He had been in something else. I don't remember what it was offhand. But but yeah, so he hadn't really been in a whole lot. Justified came way later. later, Deadwood came before Justified. Um, Oh, he did Live live Free and Die. Yeah, he did. Right, and all the... the But those also came after this movie. They came the same year. So... Oh, okay. Okay. But yeah, because when I was looking at how he was walking, he was stiff. Right. He was real stiff. And I mean, if you play the games, the character is very stiff, but it's it's part of the model. Right. You know, it's um, if I remember right, the model it's kind of clunky. Like when you, you know, when you raise your guns, you hold them, but then when you kind of move them, you kind of look like this weird, like oh, my arms are moving, but my body isn't moving type. You know, so it can be kind of clunky looking when you play like the original games. Right. So, uh, you know, I think they were going for that, but you know what? <laughs> it doesn't translate very well it, to it the, no. the, you know, to real life. It does not. And you know, um, I like Timothy Oliphant. Oh, he was in Deadwood. I just, I mentioned He's that. In Deadwood, yeah. right? But that also came later. That came later too. He was a sheriff in Deadwood, right? Uh-huh. He played <laughs> the past couple of years been playing the um, authority figure. Well, yeah, I mean, he kind of he kind of has that, you know, the swag about. Yeah, him. yeah. So yeah, the, but this was back with yeah. This one came out around the time of, you know, I think a little bit before he did um, Dreamcatcher and um, the Stephen King one. Was he in Dreamcatcher? Yeah, he was one of the four, but one of the four that like died early. Oh, that's a, that was a shitty ass movie. Oh, man. it was terrible. Morgan Freeman eyebrow. Oh, oh my those God. eyebrow. <laughs> 
Oh man! It's like what the, the hell, hell is with that? those eyebrows? The yeah. Eyebrows, but he's like a mad scientist. Yeah, I mean, there's a hair extension on the oh, <laughs> extensions that was a, that on was those a eyebrows. Poor movie, man. Uh, if you want to talk about a bad movie, yeah, that was terrible. That was terrible. Yeah, I just re-listened to the How Did This Get Made. On oh, the, you on did. The other day. Oh, yeah, God, man. That the the decision that man made to sit on that damn toilet for a match. Wait, his his toothpick. Right, toothpick. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, Jason Lee from that was. You know, all the Kevin Smith movies. Jason Lee. My name is Earl. Oh, my God. But, yeah, apparently, yeah, he had to go back for his toothpick, and then it ends up killing him. Stupid. Yeah, dumbass. Stupid horror films. Oh, what can you say? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so um, you had another cast member on there that you really like, Olga. Oh, yes, and, and yeah, in Hitman. So, yes, yes, yes this has K- Olga Kurilenko, so... Yeah. That was part of my reason for wanting to watch this one again. Um, oh, she has some. She has some nudity in this one. She did. Yeah. I was surprised. I did not expect that. Mm. So yeah, very yes. nice and tasteful. Yeah, it really was. So <laughs> yes, yeah, as, as soon as that scene happened, you know, I was like, "Oh, this is my favorite movie ever." She's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Damn, that was funny though, man." She got naked in front of him, and he. He, he stabbed, stabbed with a um, tranquilizer. Oh, well, when she was trying to <laughs> seduce, seduce him, him. Yeah, yeah, he stabs her with a tranquilizer. But I was looking at this cast, man. Um, most of the cast is most, they're not all American. It was mostly. No, it's not a very well-known cast. No, it isn't. Um, I, don't, I don't recognize anybody beyond the first three names. Yeah, um, Doug, Dougery, um Scott. Doug Ray Scott. I know him. Who, he was actually, he was actually the original Wolverine. Really? Before Hugh Jackman took it over, he was the one. Oh, who was that's cast. right. He did Mission Impossible with Tom right. Cruise. Right, he was in Mission Impossible too. Dude, yes. Yeah. But yeah, he was supposed to be the original Wolverine before Hugh Jackman ended up taking Take the role. It. Yeah. It was something like the suit didn't fit him or didn't work very well on him. I was. So I think sorry, that was. Duggery. Yeah, I think that was why they. <laughs> hey, right. Stars was aligned, man. I mean. Right. So Doug Ray Scott plays the Interpol agent who's been tracking down Agent Forty Seven for months now. Um, you know, because of all of his various hit jobs. Oh, and Robert, what's Napier? Napier. He was on. Um, he was on uh, Prison Break. He, uh, he was one the, of the inmates that uh, um, broke out of prison. Who did he play? Was he the the um, a, the uh, FBS, F, FSB the FSB agent, agent or whatever for Russia? Yeah. Yuri, yeah, Yuri, yeah. Marklov. And I'm um, Henry Ian Cusack. He was in Lost. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Henry Ian Cusick was in the Lost. Yeah, Desmond. Desmond from yeah. Lost. Yeah, Lost, yeah, yeah. He was in it. That's all I recognize. Everybody else is like, eh, I don't know you. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> yeah, it's not a very notable cast. No, but, you know, it's a, yeah, you know, um, you know like like I said, even at the time. Timothy Oliphant was not really a known factor either. No, he wasn't. You know, I recognized him because I had seen Go and he. Oh, Scream 2 was one of his early roles, too. Timothy oh. Oliphant. Oh, what about the one, the girl next door? He was in that, too, wasn't he? Was he was in that as well. That's right. right. That, was, that was before that, too. Right. So, right. Okay. Um, yeah. So, and Olga Kurilenko wasn't very well known at that point either. This was one of her earlier films, at least, you know. Uh, United from the United States. She plays in a lot of international movies and had been in some. Transporter. Uh, was he in Transporter? No, she no, was not in Transporter. Transporter. Um, yeah. So. Oh, so where do we begin with this movie? Man, dude. Okay. So basically, the movie starts with um, Doug Ray Scott's character coming home, um, and he is he walking into the house. Uh, he sees that his. I guess his kids or his kid. I don't know how many he has, but I guess his wife and kids drew him like a little picture, you know, to show, Hey, look, we're very young. Look at our crappy crayon drawings of our family. And then left him some cookies and milk. Milk. Yeah. Yeah. So he had come home. He was coming home late in the night and then he went to go turn on the light and it wasn't turning on. And then all of a sudden he trips over a body and spills his, his milk. And then that's when he realizes that, you know, and then the light flicks on, and then there's uh, Agent, 47. Agent 47 sitting behind his desk, you know. And he's like, are you going to kill me? And he's like, if I was going to kill you, I would have killed you before you, you know, when you got out of your car. That was true. Um, yeah. And uh, and so, you know, he said, hey, your kids are still upstairs sleeping. Your wife and kids, everybody's fine. Which, of course, they're not addressing who this body on the ground is. <laughs> no, then. Uh-uh. Um, and, you know, so he's like, I want to talk to you. And he's like, he starts asking him, you know, are you a good man? 
And he's like, I, so what is a good, what, right. What is what a good, good man? man? And it's like, you know, you're, you're, are you a good man, but you've still killed people. How do you decide when to kill people? If you're a good man, that type of thing. Um, so that's the question he's asking. And then it like skips flashbacks to, right, to months before. Right. Um, and it starts with a, a job that he's uh, explaining that uh, agent 47 had done that he was tracking him down in, was it Liberia or Nigeria? Nigeria. Or? It's somewhere in Africa. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, forgetting which country it was now you know i'm i'm bad i know it's in africa somewhere. right it was definitely in africa and so they had some guy his who had supposedly betrayed his brother who was kind of a warlord so they bring him in they string him up and then he's like you know hey talk or whatever and he couldn't talk well and they cut off his arm uh, <laughs> remember yeah. yeah they did um and then he's like oh whoa, whoa, wait a minute that's an extended version right yeah, did you not see that? No, the, yeah, no, it was not in the other version. Oh, so that was the difference. Yeah, he just hacks they hack his arm off with a machete. See, that was the difference. Yeah, oh, okay. and the one that showed in the original release, they didn't do that. Okay, yeah, there's an extra one or two minutes in the uh, in the extended cut, so, which I watched. So, um, but it apparently it was just like a little bit more violence. And, and what it was more blood, splatter, right? Like so I said. yeah, blood splatter. So it wasn't you know anything notable. Um, but, but he, yes, so then, but then he's like, he's like, can't talk or whatever like that. Um, or, you know, they, he, what did he say? He forced me to swallow oh, it or something yeah. like that. And then, yeah, they noticed that he's got a stitches stitch in his neck. neck. Yeah. And then, yeah, you kind of flash back to a thing of the Agent 47 <laughs> stuffing C4 <laughs> down his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, and so then they all blow up. Um, so that's how we start it off. Right. So what's, what's funny uh, well, the body explosion was just ridiculous, just the way it happened. <laughs> yeah, um, no. uh, so, yeah, it wasn't great special effects there. What I found then funny, well, then it, then we kind of see, you know, Doug Ray Scott, you know, Interpol, like, talking to, I guess, the police or whatever, whoever's in charge um, in Africa about this bombing. And they're like, oh, it was his brother who killed him. And he's like, no, it wasn't his brother. This is like an assassin we've been hunting and blah, blah, blah. And... One of the things that I noted was that the dialogue is just really quick. I mean, it's just like really yeah. rapid fire dialogue, kind of like the point where you're like, am I on LSD? What is going on here? <laughs> you know, it's a little too like fast and manic. And yeah. so um, either I got used to it or it got better as the movie went on. I couldn't I quite figure it out. When it but on. yeah, like everything was just, you know, rapid fire at the beginning. And what I found really funny is that in this scene, it's like, keep in mind, He's talking to like the chief of police or whatever in the chief of police's office. office. Yeah. The chief of police is sitting behind his own desk and he's like, no, this is a, this is a, um, this guy has been assassinating people like all over the country. Look at this, th this thumbtack. So he pulls this red thumbtack and he like, yeah. he goes over to this map on the wall <laughs> and he's like, this one's just here, but look at all these others. others. <laughs> so I find funny is that, I mean, one, he's using this thumbtack that he puts here with all of these other red thumbtacks on this map as his proof that this is a whole, you know, assassination, you know, assassin, whatever, which is not proof of anything. He's putting a thumbtack on a map. <laughs> Two, why the hell is that map with thumbtacks sitting in the, the chief of police's office? <laughs> yeah, wait, he's been keeping tabs on it. You're right. You're right. It's like he didn't have time to set that up. And nope. the, yeah, the police chief wasn't doing any of that. So it's, I was just like, wait a minute. Just head scratch. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right about that. That scene. You, I just thought about it. You're right. Yo, you are so right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was very amusing. I, I got a good chuckle out of that one. Yo, man. And then after that, you know, Asian 47 has no want to know what his next target is. Right. He gets a. Um, right. And so he's talking to. Um, he gets kind of like a, an, it's kind of sounds like an AI, you know, or kind of like, you know, when your computer talks to you, like in the, not quite the Siri voice, but you know, the old Stephen Hawking type voice, oh, but yeah, it's, the it's a woman's voice. Yeah. Her name is Diana. She's right. actually from the game. She's the one who gives well, you your, I kind of uh, figure so. Right. She's the one who gives you your the assignments. Right. So, you know, he's just kind of getting this voice on his, you know, laptop message chat that comes yeah. through telling him, you know, what's going on. Um, so he goes to get his next assignment and apparently his next assignment was to kill the Russian president, um, Belikov. Belikov, yep. And, um, 
but then they're like the client wants it wants it uh wants to make a change he wants to make it very public um and he's like well i was planning something more subtle and they're like well the client really wants it to be public so you know do you accept these parameters and he's like okay i accept <laughs> right yeah. so <clears throat> excuse me so then you see him setting up with the sniper rifle the next day, like up on a tower and, uh, and you know, the president comes out of his limo or whatever, yeah, and he's waving to everybody. And then one of his bodyguards is in the way. So he just pop him, he pops pop the bodyguard man. and then he shoots again. And you, you actually see the bullet, like go right, right in the guy's man. thing. And he then you see like the splatter, blood man. splatter, like all over one of his other bodyguards. But he didn't buzz. Right. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing I found funny. I did think about this and I, he didn't buzz. The movie starts getting a little too complicated for its own good with its plot. But what I found funny is that after the first guy went down, nobody moved. Nobody tried to duck. You know how, like, if if there's any shots fired or anything that seems protect. like a threat, they get out and they push the president to the ground or, yeah. you know, that type of thing. Nobody even moved. They all just stood there. The president still stood up like, what? <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, yeah, he gets shot. Um, so, yeah, I found that kind of weird. It's like, those are some terrible Secret Service guys yeah, or whatever. Not, you know, security. They were horrible. But you, you write about the plot because the plot got too complicated. Right. It, it, was, it was way too complicated for what it was trying to accomplish for a, yeah. for a dumb video game movie. Yeah. So yeah, I started getting confused when they were like, Oh, but maybe it's a body double. And like, that's way too much blood for arterial blood for a thing. And it's yeah. like, I still don't understand how that comes into play. That was a little too weird. Um, and yeah, maybe a body double. And it's like, all of a sudden the other guy is showing up and he's, he's still alive, right? but he has a, you know, uh, he just had like a little thing. Like he just got grazed on his forehead. And it's, like, straight head yeah, it's like, we saw him get a bullet right in. I mean, we saw that. So I don't know how he's alive. I'm a little confused about this. I was watching um, it too. I'm like, what? Right. And, you know, and Agent 47 is a little confused as to why he's still alive. And they keep going on about, you know, my boy never misses or that sort of, you know, um, Doug Ray Scott keeps saying, you know, obviously there's some conspiracy going on because the assassin I'm tracking that never misses. He never. wouldn't have missed. Which is true. Right. Which is true. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so it just gets kind of confused. So then then they um, then they say that Agent 47 needs to go kill a witness yeah. um, that's, that apparently saw him do the murder. So then they show a picture and it's Olga Kurilenko. Um, so he goes to like, you know, so like meet up with her here. Or she's going to be waiting for a car here, you know, show up there and take her out. So he goes and he's walking down the street towards her and she's kind of standing there. And, you know, one guy's like, Hey whore, yeah. how much does it cost? Yeah. And she flicks him off. Um, and then, uh, as he's walking, it's like, he looks at her and then and she, she looks, looks at him, him and she, don't but recognize she doesn't recognize him. him at all. So he stops and he's like. She doesn't recognize me. She's not a witness. So he starts turning around. But then we see an old guy sniper, yeah. like, you know, a bald guy. So he's obviously another agent who shoots and just kills some guy who was five feet in front of the hitman. Man, right. And that, But that's where I got really confused because I was like, why did he shoot this random dude and miss so badly? This would be a professional hitman, right? right? Exactly. So what was he aiming at? I was confused. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like, if you're not going to shoot the hitman, why didn't you shoot the girl? Right. Anyway. There's going to be a problem with the plot. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, yeah, the hitman gets out of there. And then um, I think eventually he tracks her down um, to uh, to find out what's going on. Because, well, they try and kill him in the hotel. Right. Um, yep. uh, Diana or whatever, you know, his AI person. Who's actually a real, real person. person. She's just like, you know, let it go or whatever, you know, something like that. He's like, why are they trying to kill me? What's going on? And then she said, but then she calls him on the phone and is like, I could get in trouble for this, but you need to get out of there now. You're compromised. Because wow. before that, he was at the bar drinking that woman came up. To right. So, yeah, this this hot blonde comes right. up to him and is like, hey, yeah, handsome he type like, thing. You know, it's like what you drinking or whatever. And he's just like, so awkward. Yeah. Yeah. This guy is not was not trained for ladies. Ladies. None yeah. was all about killing, so, baby. Because when he left, left the bar, he went up there to the ice maker. 
he would put his hand in it. I, I said, why the fuck he's doing that for? Right, why is he putting his hand then, in the ice maker? Then it made sense. Right, so yeah, he had, well, he had done all these things. He had set up this thing behind the door. It's right. like a rigged explosive. Okay. So if the door is breached, it'll pop the, the wire oh, yeah. first and cause put, an explosion. First he had like crystal but balls the, on the floor. Like right, he put marbles. crystal balls outside for right. yeah to notify when people stepped on it. They crunch. Right. And then he also set a rope up on the little balcony like leading on the way so he could just jump out the window and escape. Yeah. So, he, you know, he's a professional, obviously. He's got everything set up for, you know, escape plans. Right. Um, but, yeah, so then they find out that he's there. Um, Doug Ray Scott is like, all right, let's go get him. And then, you know, he's talking to the uh, FSF, the, mil- the military or whatever there. Yeah. And they're going to go in. And he's like, don't go in. Don't, you know, I'm warning you, don't go in yet, et cetera. And then the FSB guy shows up, Yuri or whatever. We'll just call him Yuri. Um. Uh, or was was it Mikhail? Or I don't remember Ma- what his Malkoff. name was. Malkoff, Yuri Malkoff, Mal Malkoff. Let me see his name. It's M A L K O V. M K O V. Let me see it. Yeah, right here, right here man. Hold on. Wait, anyway, hold so that guy see? shows up and is just kind of being <laughs> a dick, and he's like, you know, uh, no, this is my jurisdiction, not Interpol's jurisdiction, and you know, um, so they're kind of having a dick waving contest. Uh, who picks the biggers? Right. And then, you know, and so he and so he tells the military to go in and get the guy. He's like, we got this. Don't worry. And Doug Ray Scott is like, you know, don't do don't do it. I'm warning you. Oh, Mark Love, Mark Love. Yuri Mark Love. So he's like, you know, it's a bad idea, but they go anyways. Um, and then, of course, you know, they crunch outside the door and then they cause the explosion. Hitman jumps out the window on it with his rope. And then swings into a room downstairs. And, and by the way, where there's two, two kids, kids playing, playing the Hitman the, Blood Money the, video yeah, game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I rolled my eyes at because it was, was like, like and they're all like looking like, oh, he looks just like the dude in this <laughs> video game. Of like, course. Right. It's like, fine. You had to get that cameo yeah. in there. Yeah. Um, but then, placement. Right. So then he runs out and goes to the. Uh, the ice trays, you know, the ice uh, machine. Right. And it turns out he had stashed his guns in there. Now, quick, quick question. What if someone else was getting some ice? I, that's, <laughs> that's the funny thing about this. I'll, I'll come up when we get to it later. There's another what if, you know. So, yes, he presents all these scenarios and he thinks ahead. But it's like, what if somebody really wanted some ice? Yes. You know, it's like they had them bottles of champagne that they had to keep cool you know, it's like eventually they would have dug you down far enough to get, you know, find those guns. Also, how did he know he was going to end up on that floor? That's right. I mean, I guess the rope was long enough. He knew if he had to, that's where he would go. But, yeah, it's just kind of funny. He's a professional. Or maybe there's guns in every ice machine. Who knows? Who knows, right? right? But in any case, so, yeah, he shoots a lot of dudes and eventually, you know, gets gets out. He does run into Doug Ray Scott's character in the hallway. But then a maid comes out of a door and gets in their way. And... um and so yeah, that gives him the chance to escape. Right. And then he runs and jumps into the, like the river that they're right next to yes. and gets away. Um, so all this plotting going on, man, it's, it's just, it's a lot. Right. So then at, at that point he, he goes to find Olga Kurilenko. Um, but yeah, so here's where some of the plot is starting to get kind of confusing. And this is the thing I always find funny about these movies is that, why did they decide that suddenly he was expendable? Yes. There was nothing that he did that made them go, hey, you know what? We should kill our top assassin, you know, blame it, bl- pin him this on him and kill him because why not? It's not like he's been suspected. It's not like he's suspe- you know, suspicious of anything. It's not like he's been disloyal. He that's didn't do anything do wrong. Anything. I just, that's one of the biggest questions. For right. Me but they're like, movie. let's get our best assassin Killed <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> and, and, the, and the crazy part, he's from the organization. Right. And it never showed anybody else from the organization said, what was the reason why I go after 47? Right. It's, it's kind of this weird, like, semi-religious organization or whatever where they train kids. And, oh, by the way, you know those training things at the beginning? Uh-huh, yeah. The, the scenes that you saw with the kids? A lot of that is recycled footage from that television show on Fox, Dark Angel, with Jessica Alba. Really? Yeah. Because 20th Century Fox released this, so they had the rights to it. So in order to save money, they recycled that fear. I forgot about Dark Angels, man. <laughs> yeah. Jessica Alba's big break. Yeah. Um, but wow. yeah, so... <laughs> 
Yeah, so, well, apparently there's... Um, oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. Apparently the way the original director wanted, uh, who was on it, um, he was... Uh, he wanted to go the same route that the games did where they were all clones. Right. But then, like, they wanted to do... The, the um, production company wanted to do reshoots. Right. Um, or, like, change some things. And, uh, and so they decided to do reshoots. And they basically kicked the director out. They fired him and brought someone in, but pretended he was still the, the director. director. But apparently Timothy Oliphant later said, yeah, he wasn't there anymore. They just put um, the name on it because he started off directing right. it. So yeah. they did some reshoots. So like that entire scene with the, you know, the sword fight on the train, right. reshoots. All that stuff at the beginning with the Dark Angel stuff, reshoots. Resho oh, damn. Right. So apparently he hadn't even touched on any of the background because he was hoping if they did a sequel, he would touch on that and the cloning and the everything. Damn but, right. you know, one, it didn't get a sequel. And two, two, once they started doing that, and we'll talk about it when we get to the train scene, two. they kind of ruined the fact that it could be a cloning program. Yeah, because... Uh, well, one, they had already showed all those kids geez. who look different. Right. Um, so obviously they can't be all clones or at least not the same clone. Right. Um, but so, then, uh, right. So, anyway. So, <laughs> it is ridiculous. Yeah. So, he goes and he finds Olga Kurilenko, and she's she's apparently the mistress of the president. The president. Right. So, yeah, she's kind of, like, left there, and he, you know, he's very abusive, and, you know, last time she tried to escape, he basically had her all tied up, and then was like, you know. <laughs> she said, um, you know how much they pay for me? <laughs> yeah, $300. $300. American dollars. American dollars. dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Um. So, yeah, so, so he was, like, whipping her in the back, but, you know, and she has, like, a little dragon right. tattoo on her face. Not a good dragon I tattoo. Think, I mean, it was, it, was <laughs> it was okay, but it was just, like, this small kind of, you right. know, um, sharp line-shaped ones. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I guess it's kind of like a, I've got a Bartoad tattoo as well. So, you know, we have a little <laughs> bit in common type thing. And so he actually does ask her about why the tattoo on her face, and she's like, because it's the only place he wouldn't hit me. Oh my God! So I, no, I, I don't. Yeah, man. it was this weird thing. So I guess it's because you know, obviously he wants to keep her face beautiful, but he'll whip her and uh, whatever. And but he yeah. just won't smack her in the face. <laughs> Damn. Um, yeah. So basically, yeah, she's his his whore. Unfortunately, yeah. she's been bought and you know is is trapped. Um, so she doesn't know why he wants to kill her either. Um, but so. So Agent 47 takes her with him to try and sort this out, throws her in the trunk with a dead body, and then, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then brings her, and he's got her tied up and um, in a chair. And she's basically just wearing, like, a, a lingerie. That's it. She's got, like, a yeah, really, you know, small, like, you know, panties under, like, a, a light, um, yep. uh, like a camisole or something like that, whatever they're called. Um, that's all she's wearing, but she gets to put on her fur coat. Um so for a long time, that's all she's wearing in this movie is yeah. that with a fur coat. <laughs> yes, she did. Um, but yeah, so he ties her up and she's, he's talking to her and she doesn't have any info. So he keeps threatening to kill her. Um, and I don't remember why he doesn't kill her. Um, I've completely forgotten. He, he didn't give a reason, did he? I don't think he, he did. He never did. No, I don't think he ever really did. I know why why kill her. He know she didn't recognize him from the shooting. Well, he had no reason to, but now, you know, she know she's involved and everything yeah. like that. So, you know, it's like it's one of those you know, it, well, he's you know, he has like a, a he's detached from everything. He doesn't have any emotional connection to anything. No. Um but yeah, so he he takes her with him and then they they go to the train station. And I don't remember Oh yeah, At this time he's, he's trying to lure out the the older the older assassin. Right. Um, but by this time they got the identification of forty seven. How he looks, right? Right. The, the, Interpol, the Interpol, Interpol and guy. the yeah the FSB or whatever. So they're looking for a bald <laughs> a bald headed guy in a suit. Now he's smart. Now he put on one of those um military uh, uniforms. Well, he puts on like one of the uh, the, the police or the security uh, uniforms, and right. he has the hat. But yeah, yeah, you can still see the tattoo, like I mentioned. But yeah, there's the other sniper is sitting in one of the seats reading a newspaper. Uh -huh. So of course he he knows the Interpol is there and draws their attention to that. So it's it's Doug Ray Scott's character and his partner Jenkins. Jenkins. Um, and so then you know they spot the older guy and now the older guy is like you know flushed out. So right. he has to he has to run. Um, Agent Forty Seven had told um, 
What was Olga's character's name, anyways? Let me see what you got right here. Um, here we go. Her name was Nika. Oh yeah, Nika. Yeah, Boranina. Right. Boranina. So, Nika. So Nika. he he tells Nika to go wait at the last train station for him and wait right. there. Um, and so they do this little underground cat and mouse chase, and he ends up getting the getting the you know the sniper, like, and then like shoots him a couple times time. like in the arm, and like <laughs> he tells him stay right there. Yeah, and he's like, why why are they trying to kill me? And you know he's like. Hold on, something's going Go on. on. Stay right there. And yeah, shoots him like in the shoulder just for good measure, just to keep him there. Um, and then I think he goes. Oh, yeah, he goes because he realizes that the other are there. The other agents are there, too. So he ends up on the train. And all right. Then, first of all. And then there's three other agents. Right. Now, first of all. They all got guns pointed at him. It's like. It's a total three. right. They they do because one of those standoff, standoff things because right. yeah. Initially, there's one guy and then two others pop out on the corners, so they're all pointing guns at each other. So um, so they one of the agents have, by, by the way, and here's what I was talking about: the train scene that gets rid of that clone thing. Is one of the guys is black. Black, yeah. So clearly, it's not yeah that not cloning clone thing, thing out the window. He's black. <laughs> I'm like okay, yeah, like yeah, okay, because. Yeah, the cloning thing is not there anymore. Right. So, yeah, that, that totally threw that out. And so, so, like I said, this was one of the reshoots. Right. So, this kind of ruined the director's the clone. whole clone vision. Um, so, yeah. So, they get to the point and say, no, they, go, they put the guns down. Right. So, they're like, you know, can we at least do this, like, what, gentleman, gentleman or something like that? So, they all they all nod and agree and they all, like, drop their, their guns and then they all pull out, like, swords, swords. From, from their backs. Yeah. It's <laughs> hidden under their coats. Um, so, each one has two short blades. And then they just kind of all start fighting. Fighting like, really. And the choreography isn't terrible, but here's here's one of my issues with this movie is that the editing on this movie, especially in fight scenes, is terrible. Um, like the cuts aren't in the right places. Yeah. It's all kind of weird and choppy, so you can't always tell what's going on. Um, like that, and that scene with uh, the scene where he has Olga tied up. Right. It's like. The problem with putting a very noticeable marker on somebody's face is that you can tell when they flip the camera around. <laughs> and so there was a scene that, yeah, it could have been in the mirror, but the mirror was very dirty. And this clean, this shot was very clean, which suggests that it was a full on of her face. And the dragon tattoo was on the wrong side, side of her of face. face. So there was a lot of these editing little, you know, mishaps that you could see. And so, yeah, this fight is kind of ugly because of that. Yeah. The choreography is fine. It was just, yeah, the, the camera editing. the camera position and the editing was not great. Um, I agree. Like, there was that one scene where he takes the one guy and he throws him against the wall and he's upside down. Well, it lingers on the guy just, like, stuck against the wall for, like, two seconds. And then he finally stabs him so he stays oh, on the yeah, wall. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but it's like, it's like he's stuck to the wall before he stabbed him. <laughs> Damn. So yeah, it, it was it was not great. And like I said once again, with Timothy Oliphant's character, he's so stiff and the, it's not fluid. Right. So the fighting wasn't exactly fluid either. Fluid. But you know, it's hey man, it's based off a of video game. Right. Exactly. So you know, it's yeah, it's a little stilted, but um, but it, it kind of got the job done. But yeah, the cinematography and editing was just terrible. It really detracted, you know, from your enjoyment of it. Um, so there's a prolonged fight, of course. Agent 47 comes out victor- victorious, yeah. kills the other three. And then hey, he put him in a, a crate. Oh, yeah, and then he puts him in a crate, <laughs> yeah, and nails him. That's how you hide the bodies, yeah, right? That's how you hide the bodies, exactly. Um, so then he goes back, and then Nika is now at the scene where the assassin is, and then Jenkins shows up. Um, so he gets the jump on Jenkins. Shoot him in the arm, I think. Um, yeah, he shoots him in the arm. Um but Jenkins hasn't seen him. So he's holding Jenkins hostage, basically. Yeah. And then Doug Ray Scott's character shows up. And Doug Ray Scott had already seen him in the hotel. Uh-huh. So he knows what he looks like. But um, so he's like, he hasn't seen your face. Let, let him go. Take me or whatever. If you need a hostage, you know, that sort of thing. And so um, he, he aims to shoot um, Doug Ray Scott. And Nika's like, you know, no, no more killing. And so he's like, all right, fine. She saved your life. And then he, you know, he takes off. I think he, does he shoot Doug Ray Scott? Just like, you know, gives him a. Yeah, he shot him in the chest. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. He shot him in the chest, but he's wearing yeah, a bulletproof, bulletproof vest. vest. Yeah, right. He shot him in the chest. Um, so, yeah. And so then he, then they leave. They take off. Um, 
Then after that, then the FSB guy shows up and he talking about they still doing winging dicks around. Hey, right, yeah, yeah, still doing that jurisdiction. But then he's finally like, you guys need to like, you know, we'll take you to the hospital, but then we'll escort you to the once you're all patched up, we'll escort you to the airport. Get out of Russia. Yeah. Um, they had actually picked up. Uh, they found um, the hitman's case. Remember in yeah, the hotel. Yeah. And then one of the things that they picked up was this little mi- microphone. Yeah, like a microphone thing. Yeah. So, um, oh, you know what he did? What happened is right. They, so they, he he gives him like a, a a cigarette. He gives him a cigarette, and he's you know goes to light it, and he's like you know. So how about you? And we'll escort you or whatever. And you know he's trying to play nice, and then Doug Ray Scott kind of goes and grabs yeah. him by the collar, and is yeah. like you know breaks the cigarette on his thing, and he's like, why don't you go fuck off? Yeah. <laughs> right, and then. So later we find out that, you know, um, the FSB guy gets on the line with somebody and is talking about the whole plot. And then they recognize the voice as Belikov. It turns out they're in the, um, the car outside uh, listening, listening to this conversation. Kind of crazy, yeah. And then they flash back and show that he stuck the microphone under his collar when he was smart, grabbing him. Very smart. Right? Very smart. So but, then, <clears throat> but then the police see them and they're like, okay, we're going to escort you to the to the airport now. It's too late. We got inf- the information right. So they already, already have the info, but now they're g- heading back to London. So they'll be in London pretty much for the most r- of, the of the rest movie. of the movie. Well, yeah. Um, so, you know, <laughs> I, Agent 47 does a reconnaissance. He's going to this hotel. But we at that point now? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He does a reconnaissance. Um, he's checking out this restaurant and I guess there's a hotel across the, well, he makes a. I think at first he makes a deal with um, the CIA. With the CIA. That's right. Right. So Agent Forty Seven uh, has Nika meet up with a CIA agent um, in a bar, and he's like out on a roof watching them with a sniper rifle to yeah. make sure he doesn't do anything. You know, he calls him on the phone um, that Nika gives him, and you know, he's like, uh, "Hey, here's some information I have." Blah blah blah, and then he's like. Okay, so here's here's the deal. He had information on um, the on president's brother. He's right. an arms dealer. Right. Right. So he's like, I hear you guys have been wanting to get rid of this guy. Yeah. And they're like, you know, maybe we do. And he's like, so I'll make a deal with you. I'll take him out. Um, I don't remember what he asks for in return. But it comes in later in the... It does later. I don't think he says anything, but, you know, he's obviously looking to, to get some deal. So he's like, you know, I'll... I'll take the brother out for you. Do we have a deal? Um, So, you know, so he says, yes. So now their next target is they have to go after the brother. Right. Who's played by Desmond from Lost. And so um, they do that. Like I said, it goes back. He's going to, he's casing out this restaurant and I guess across the street. The hotel and the restaurant across the street. Well, what's his name? Um, Desmond is supposed to meet up yeah, with, with his, um, um, some guy with Mr. Price. That's so Mr. he's Price. like going to make a, an arms deal with him or something. But apparently he's never seen this guy. I think this is what the CIA tells him. him yeah. So, you know, you're in luck. He's never seen what Mr. Price looks like. So, so therefore, all he needs to do is he needs to take over for Mr. Price. So Mr. Price shows up. Well, Mr. Price is, has a has a. Um, uh, a reservation at a, a restaurant. restaurant right. So he takes uh, Nika out shopping for um, some clothes for a new a nice dress yeah. so that they can go to this restaurant. And so what's kind of funny with this movie um, is that it's like he kind of keeps treating. I mean, he's got no emotional attachment, you know, and that's the thing. But obviously now that he's met Nika and they're getting to know each other and she's mentioning about how, you know, she always wanted to own uh, like a wine like, orchard or something wine, like that. Yeah. Um, you know, ever since she was a kid and blah, blah, blah. You know, he's obviously, um, he's definitely growing more connected with her. And so I guess the idea is supposed to, be he's becoming a little bit more emotionally. Atta- yeah. A little bit more human. human yeah. Um, but he's still kind of a jerk to her every yeah. now and then. And yet she's kind of, trying to be flirty and she's always like, you know, oh, you know, you disappointed me. And I thought this was going to be a fun evening or I thought, you know, yeah. um, and you know, I, I, you, I said you were charming, but yeah, that I take it back, you know, that <laughs> type of thing. Um, so it's, it's kind of one of those, I mean, I guess she's always been abused her entire life. So it almost feels like she's okay she with being it, abused, being, yeah. but yeah, it does kind of feel a little like, why do you like this guy this much? Cause I mean, it, He's really not giving you anything. 
you know, even when you parade around in front of him naked, he doesn't seem to care. And, you know, I mean, there is like a nice line that she has um, where she's like, you don't want to kill me and you don't want to fuck me. me. So So I I feel like as a different as you can feel right now, Um, which is kind of a nice line because, yeah, that's the thing. It's like he's not going to kill her. But, yeah, he's not a ladies man. He's not smooth. And he doesn't really seem to care at all about sex. No, whatsoever. Probably did something to him at the organization for that. It could be, <laughs> you, you know, you never know. So, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So they, so then they, they go to this restaurant, they show up to the restaurant. Um, they're having like a nice dinner. She's having a couple drinks and then he goes, um, or he basically spikes the guys. He, yeah. Well, he the waiter's of, coming by and he grabs the it. drink off the tray and the guy's like, Oh, this is for Mr. Price. Not for you. And he's like, Oh, my bad. And gives it back. Obviously he slipped a drug in there of right. some sort. So then Mr. Price gets the drink. He's drinking the it. Bubble guts. And yeah, suddenly gets the bubble, bubble guts. guts. <laughs> so he has to go use the bathroom. He's vomiting. And of course, you know, Agent 47's like, oh, excuse me, I got to go use the restroom at that point. And the, the security, the bodyguards outside are like, you know, hey, we okay, need to. Okay, start right there. Okay. If you got two bodyguards in that, and he's a very important person. In other movies, they don't let that person go in at all. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't, man. They wouldn't. But meanwhile, you can hear the guy just retching. Yeah. But yeah, so they but they pat him down and they let him in. So, yeah. but yeah, most of the time they'd be like, "You're not allowed in." No, you're not. And he although he had another security guy in there, one person, but right. that didn't stop it. Right. So then, so then Hitman goes. You know, Agent Forty Seven goes into the stall next door. Yeah. And opens up the back of the toilet and pulls out a gun yeah. that's in a Ziploc baggie from the toilet bowl, which. A couple things. One, they would have checked the toilet bowls for anything. Yes. I'm sure the bodyguards would have ahead of time. Um, so why they didn't catch that. Two, what I found funny is, what if the guy decided to puke in that stall? <laughs> yeah, and the toilet don't flush. Or, or you can say, well, that one was obviously one off to the side. Yeah. So if the guy was really had to puke, he would beeline straight for the closest one. So mm-hmm. you could be like, obviously, I'm not going to put the gun in this one. But what if the guy was puking in that one and some other dude was taking a deuce in the <laughs> stall? Then what? Yeah, that didn't make no sense to me, man. So, yeah, I just found it funny. You know, some pre-planning can kind of get screwed over if, you know, just yes. just by luck. <laughs> by luck, you're right. So he, um, he killed case, the, He kills, gets it, kills the security so guard, guy. kills um, Mr. Price. Price and and he, he's Mr. Price. Right. right. And that well, and then he's like, you know, hey, we need help in there. So the two bodyguards from outside come running in, and, and he, he shoots them shoots immediately. Them right. Wax them. So then he he walks out and puts, like, an out-of-order sign on the bathroom. <coughs> and then, you know, he's like, all right, we got to leave now, and drags Nika out. And that when that's when she's like, you know, oh, I said you were charming before. I take it back. It, Asshole. Then was trying to seduce him. Right. And then she starts trying to seduce him at the hotel, you know, because she had been asking him about, so you notice everything, don't you? And, you know, they were like, you know, the the lady in with the red hair behind us, you know, et cetera. What's she wearing? And he's like, oh, that's not a lady. And then they show, and it's, yeah, it's a trans, and, 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 um, and Nika, a trans woman, I guess, or cross-dresser. But, and Nika said, what I'm wearing. Right. And, yeah, what under what wearing, what color I'm underwear I'm wearing, wearing am I wearing? And he's like, yeah. you're not. Right. <laughs> yeah. so, so then, of course, you know, she starts trying to seduce him because she's kind of drunk at the hotel. Um She's like, be careful, I'm not wearing panties. And yeah, she lowers the thing and she gets to see more tatas. Um, But then that's when he, uh, yeah, he hits her with the injection and, you know, knocks her out. Out cold. But he had to go do his job, so now he has to go meet up with Desmond. Yes. So he goes and he meets up with them. Um, It's just a weird setting, man. Yeah, it is. It's a little bit weird. So they go into his, like, you know, his spa room or whatever. You know, the the place where all... uh, the, all, um, all drug, drug and, dealers and, and gun traffickers, wars. you know, or whatever, ha, you know, uh, where yeah. they set up shop, in, you know, spa it's, rooms with like, you know, the hot ladies next to them, which he's treating like crap. Yeah, they and, know he abuses you know, them. Doing blow off of their knees and yes, yeah, <laughs> that sort of thing. So then he's got all these other guys in there and he's like, Scum. all right. So, yeah, so he's here's the deal. And he starts showing them off some weapons that are clearly unloaded and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then one guy, for some reason but it doesn't really come into play is like, that's not Mr. Price. Yeah. Where'd he come from? Yeah. Who's that guy? How did he know? Whatever. But, but then Desmond doesn't act like anything like he doesn't know and starts handing him like weapons and things like that. And, you know, and there's a problem there and that within itself. Right. And then agent 47 is like, these are cheap Chinese knockoffs. These aren't, you know, whatever. These are low quality. If this is the shit you're selling, blah, blah, blah. 
And then eventually he like takes the two guns and pops like uh, the clip ammo in it and just starts shooting everybody up. And that guy all hell broke loose. Right. Man. So then, yeah, he takes everybody out. But, you know, he even he did. A, well, Desmond is there and he's got blood all over him. Um, and then, you know, so he's like. Uh, the only people that didn't die were the women. Right. Yeah. Everybody else died. died. Pretty much. And so, you know, he goes to he goes to Desmond and he's like, you know, I need you for something, you know, for your brother. And he's like, fine. Fuck my brother. You know, I don't care. You know, what do you need me to do? And he's like, just this and shoots him because he needs him to die. Uh, So, yeah, then it it turns out what the whole thing is, is, yeah, his whole trap is that now Belikov will show up for his his brother's funeral. So that'll flush him out. But he has like this whole, you know, yeah, this whole complicated scheme going on. Um, so he then he gets the FSB guy because he knows he's in working with them in cahoots. And then he, yep. yeah, he ties him up with like barbed wire in a bathtub in just an old abandoned building or something. And duct tape the micro- right and oh, duct tapes like a walkie-talkie, talkie. a remote control thing to his hand, and sets up a timer and says, "You have until you know this timer hits zero to um to tell the the sniper the sniper." to change his target right. and to shoot Belikov. Uh-huh. Um, and he's like, well, why would I do that? And he's like, well, otherwise, you know, and basically he threatens his family and he gives him like a little rubber ducky, which he said, well, yeah, I visited your family before I came here. And I guess the rubber ducky is supposed to show him rubber that. Rubber ducky, you're the one. <laughs> it's, it's a callback to one of the video games, basically. Really? That whole scene, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, <clears throat> and uh, so, yeah, so then... So then the guy finally decides, you know, the FSB agent finally decides to go ahead and hit the button and tells him to switch targets. And so the old, oh, the old sniper guy, well, actually, this is a no, different, different old different, sniper guy. It was guy. a different old sniper yeah. yeah, but he did look similar. So yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, Ball maybe hit. that's where he was trying with the clone thing. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so he tries to, for some reason, he shoots at Belikov, even though Belikov is clearly behind this rise that has a bullet, you know, a bulletproof shield. He shot like about five or so six yeah, he times. has to shoot like five or six times. By then, it was like he'd be ducking and people would be getting out of the way and screaming and yeah, so it was kind of weird. But then, um, then, um, but then his, but then his like military guard or whatever tries starts bringing him away, Belikov away. And then, the NFL, but one of them is Agent Forty Seven dressed up as um, I think. Although Agent Forty Seven, I think at this point had already said bye to Nika on the yeah, train, yeah, didn't yeah. he? Uh-huh. Yeah. So he sent her away and basically said, you know, she's like, "What is your name?" So apparently he's she's never been referring to him as anything this whole time, Mm-mm. which we didn't notice. But he's like, "Well, we they didn't really refer to us by name, so I don't really have one, but we were numbers. No, I'm forty seven, right. so you know they they have their little you know sweet goodbye. Uh, but now he's in this in this church or whatever where this um, funeral is happening." You know, he takes out all of the uh, all of the other guards, and, you know, and then he takes Belikov into like this room near the top and like locks him in. Yeah, and um, and he gives him like, "What do you really want?" Or he asks forty seven right. that. So, it, uh, in case we didn't mention it, this Belikov is actually a body. One. Yeah, no, he's a body, body double. double. Okay. Right. So basically, the body double was taking over for the president, and the FSB agent was helping him do it. Um, for the betterment of the country or whatever, you know, basically. See, they want to talk about the plot. Right. Yeah. So it, it gets really confusing. They don't really explain too much. So why the real or where. One? He's dead. He's, he's the one who got, dead. He's the one who got the shot. shot but yeah, it gets a little, like I said, it gets a little too confusing. It's not clearly explained. Crying, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, um, what you got there? <laughs> uh, yeah. So then, so then they start having a fight. Or no, wait, is, no, he really is he no fighting fight. with Belikov or is he fighting with somebody else? Because he ripped the dude's ear off. Was that the sniper? That's the sniper. I think dude. he was fighting with the sniper. Yeah. Yeah, like like just tears his ear off. Because I have, damn, ripped his <laughs> ear right off. Yeah, he did Mike Tyson. Th- oh, he didn't bite right. it, but he did. Yeah, <laughs> no. and that, that's another one where it's like the choreography was fine, but the editing and cinematography was just terrible. It's hard to figure out what was going on. Um yeah, you didn't even know he ripped his ear off until he threw it on the ground. You're like, oh, well, that that's a human ear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that he kills he kills the sniper, and then now he's got Belikov just like in, in a chair, yeah. and you know Belikov's like, don't kill me, I'm for the better of the country, and blah blah blah. But then he kills him anyway. Yeah. Then all of a sudden the helicopter, and then yeah, the military sends a helicopter up there and just starts shooting like you know um, <laughs> machine gun spray in there, but. 
no. <laughs> he manages to get behind a, under a desk or whatever, and so he doesn't get hit. But, I mean, those rounds are going through everything. I don't yeah. know how he didn't die. But then the helicopter just flies away without confirming that he's dead. So not very thorough on their part. But um, So after all that was going on. Meanwhile, uh, Doug Ray Scott. I love how I just I don't even know his name. In the- <laughs> What's his name? Doug Ray Scott. Uh, so he he had found the key or whatever that was in the hitman's. Um, oh, Mike Mike, what Whiter Whiter Whiter, Mike. I think his first name is Mike. What's that? Whittier. Whittier. Okay. Whittier. Yeah. Um, so they had found like this uh this cross shaped key right yeah, they um did. and he's like i didn't know he was religious or whatever but the in the hitman's box like when they're in uh london at interpol right so now they're showing up at this um thing and you know he manages they're i think they're about to blow the door open and he's like wait, wait, wait. hold on and then he you know he uses the key and he opens it and you know agent 47 is just sitting now. in the chair like waiting for Wait a minute, them. that chair got shot up. I just thought about that. Right, yeah, I don't know I'm how like, the chair is fine, but <laughs> Damn, yeah, it, shot. hey, it was blessed by God, okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. that shit got all some Swiss ho- got holes in it, dude. Right. So then he's so then, you know, um Whittier, Doug Ray Scott. I'm just gonna call him Doug Ray Scott. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> We've been doing it. He's since. like, so you planned this whole thing out. You know, you were already several steps ahead. You know, blah blah blah. So then they arrest him and yeah. they take him in the car. And then as they're driving, um, the CIA agents yeah, four show. four like black you know SUVs mm. surround them. And then yeah, our CIA guy from earlier comes out and is like, you know, hey, you know, you guys are blah blah blah, yeah. and start you know harassing the Interpol guys. And then. They turn around and realize, oh crap, he yeah, got away. We, yeah, we we got a hostage, not a hostage, but we got a criminal. Right. He said, "What? What, what criminal? criminal?" And they're like, "Oh man, he got away." Yeah. And then you know, the CIA guy is like, "Oh, we got the wrong guy. I'm sorry, my bad, guys. You know, <laughs> see you later." And so then he gets a text that says, "We are even." Right. So yeah, you know, that was the the favor that he called in. Um. So then I think at that point it just ends with Agent Forty Seven. Or I think the next thing we then see is uh, Nika. Nika coming out of her like apartment, you know, obviously this is later. Cause I think her hair is a little bit different, right. um, but she comes out and she's got like a FedEx envelope and she opens it. And we see that vineyard that she had been looking at in the magazine or whatever yeah, huh? in the car. And so obviously, she knows he, from. obviously he bought it for right. her. So now she owns a vineyard and she walks around the corner and then we see him up on a rooftop standing over a dead yeah, assassin body saying, Hey, yeah, I told, told you, you to, to, you know, to leave her alone. Yeah. Um, and then he stands there like, you know, with his pose on clearly <laughs> a green screen background. Oh yeah. And then, yeah, and then that's where the movie ends. Oh my um, God. Apparently, and I'm glad they changed this, but apparently the original script, and I think it's an alternate ending on the DVD deleted scenes uh-huh. has, Nika walk around that corner and then get shot down in a drive-by. Oh, like, man. what? <laughs> that would suck. So oh, hardcore. So, yeah, I'm glad they changed that. Good, right. <laughs> yeah, because that would have been just the worst ending. It's like, we just sat through this movie and you killed, like, the one good character. <laughs> Yo, that what Mark and I talked about that the other day, man. Uh, was it yesterday? That like, certain movie. Oh, he was reading a book. <laughs> it was a Stephen King book. I forgot what he told me. Mm-hmm. He said through the whole entire book, the person got away, right? Right. And think it's a happy ending. Then Mark said, then I stopped there. All of a sudden, the whatever villain that she was running from or whatever got away from, they sent it to her and killed her. Like, yeah. really, dude? Yeah. I, I don't like it when movies do that. Um or shows like the anime Requiem from the Phantom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he gets shot at the very last second just while they're out in the field. I remember that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, actually, this was intentional, but it kind of ticked me off with the movie and is one of the reasons I'll probably never watch it again. Did you ever see Layer Cake? With, Sounds uh, familiar. It was one of the earlier ones with, uh, with uh, Daniel Craig. Is one of his earlier things where he's like an up and coming wannabe, you know, uh, mobster type guy. Uh-huh. And uh, so he finally he pulls off all this thing and now he's kind of, you know, rising fame, criminal, whatever, you know, name. And then as he's walking down the steps, he gets shot right on the steps and dies. And that's the and, end of the movie. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of the point of the movie, but it was still like, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't like it when they do that. So I'm glad that they changed the ending. Um, that's horrible. That'd be horrible. Man. Right. So, but yeah, so as I said, they had changed some things. Apparently there was a complete another one-on-one 
assassin scene on the subway platform. I think that even took place outside. It wasn't in the subway train that apparently the director said was his favorite part of, you know, of the movie. And so the movie is- maybe one of them said that it was their favorite part to shoot. But yeah, that one got completely the cut. The movie is an hour and 34 minutes long. Yes. So they cut out probably, what, extra 20 more minutes of the movie, I guess? Mm, could be, yeah. <laughs> Damn. I mean, which is good. A movie like this, oh, you no. don't want it to be uh-uh. two hours. That's way too long. No. no. Uh-huh. So, I mean, wise, but the changes they made, I don't know if they were any better than what they sh- they would have been in the first place. Right. But, yeah. So this movie was, I'm not going to lie, I kind of enjoyed watching it. It's not a good movie by any stretch. Oh, but no, we know that. It wasn't one of those ones where I'm like, oh, shoot me now. I think um, we're not going to... No, the past. Oh yeah, yeah. We have, we forgot. I forgot to mention. Uh, first, we get back to that opening scene where he's like, you know, when does a good man oh, kill? And blah blah blah. Oh yeah, that's right. And he right. gave him an answer. Right. So he gives him an answer. He's like, you know, another word, protection it, of my family, to protect my family, or you know, the innocent, or something like, like that. that yeah. But after that, it's kind of a crapshoot. Yeah. You know. Um, but then we find out that the body on the floor, he pulls the carpet away, and it turns out it's another assassin, assassin another agent. Um, and he's like, there's your agent that you've been searching for, you know, yeah. killed him. And he's like, you can't possibly expect me to, you know, just go with this, that that's the guy. And he's like, well, either go with this or, you know, things are not going to go your way. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, I certainly hope, you know, we never meet again. And then he leaves. So I, I yes, guess he he, yeah, yeah. they just close out the case. But, yeah, I forgot about that part. <clears throat> had to. Then we see the scene with Nika. Yep. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I know. I mean. This it was. I watched the movie. It was okay. It was okay. Right. So I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. But I enjoyed watching the movie. I just the problem with the biggest problem with the movie, other than the convoluted script, was that yeah, a lot of the acting was pretty stiff. Yes, it um, was. So it wasn't great. You know, the dialogue, especially in the beginning, was rapid fire. Um, it was the te- the cinematography was pretty terrible. Like. The lighting in a lot of shots, the camera angles, it was just awful. The choreography, as we've already mentioned, was, you know, bad editing. Uh, so the fight scenes just looked terrible and very confusing. Um, you know, poor direction in general. So, I mean, on top of just, you know, a convoluted script and everything, it was just poor production values all around. Right, and yeah. That was, yeah, that's, when you already have a bad movie, that's just like, you know, extra nails in the coffin. Um, yeah, 16%. Right. So, I mean, I, yeah, Timothy Oliphant was okay, but he was a little stiff, and his character was not really one you could get too emotionally invested in. Um, you know, and, I mean, honestly, and this is a little biased, admittedly, but, you know, Olga Kurilenko seemed like she was the only one having fun in this movie. You yeah, know, I can see that. She was fun. She was chipper. She was charming. She was, you know, so you could definitely tell that she was enjoying herself. Yeah. Everybody else was just like, eh. Well, like I said, the cast, I did not recognize. There's so many people like, right. I mean, probably was their first job. Who knows? But, you know, like like I said, from, from a scale of one through ten, ah, man, let me see. I want to be generous, but I really don't want to be generous. I'm, I, want to, I want to, but I don't. I would say I give it a four out uh, four four and a half. Uh, I'll give it a f- five, but then I'll add an extra point so make it a six because of Olga Kurilenko. I kind of think so. So she'll yeah she she gains it an entire point. Yeah, because she says show some tatas. Well, I mean, not, not just that. Play, I just play, like her, but that, that was a bonus. Uh, I'm playing. You know, <laughs> definitely watch this movie. It reignited my Hollywood crush on her, for uh, sure. Yeah. And for, that, for those who don't know, she also played as um, Taskmaster, right? Right. She was Taskmaster in Black, Black Widow. Widow. She yeah. was also um, Camille or something like that in um, Max the, Payne. No, in oh, the, no. the James Bond movie, um, Quantum of Solace. And she, oh, that's the second movie she was part of um, from a video game. Max Payne. And yeah, she was in Max Payne. She was Natasha. We already talked about that one, yeah. too. Yeah. Damn. Two. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. Video game. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, man. You got to have some bad apples. Yeah. <laughs> Job's a job. Yeah, true. <laughs> Cut the check. Cut the check. <laughs> Ka-ching. Got to put food on the table, baby. <laughs> so, four and a half for me, buddy. Right. 
So yeah, six six for me, but only because of Olga Kurylenko. Otherwise, this movie is a five. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got that major crush. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it, guys. I wasn't too bad on this um video game adaptation. <laughs> so. Well, there you go, guys. If you haven't checked out Hitman, I don't know where you've been hiding. It's been out since 2007. Maybe you didn't want to watch it. But yeah, I was going to say, I think it's mostly just they were, they're not hiding. They were just avoiding it. Yeah, you might not want to watch that movie. But, hey, I said through it. Probably you can, too. Yeah, but why would they want to? I That's know, why right? we discussed it for them. Yeah, don't We watched it so you don't have to. Yeah, we did it for you guys. <laughs> So how are folks will catch you on social media track? I'm on Twitter at, at Toshiro No Ronin. <laughs> yeah. You, you guys can um, check me out at JustBeingAmos.com and JustBeingAmos on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Peace. Just being an illness.